are the crew of a fighting lady. The queen of space is a ship of steel. Our captain's word is a call to battle. The coxswains ring when the threat is real. When the weapons are hissing thunder, the echoes through the ship we hear. See the glory, it's deadly wonder, but locked inside each heart is fear. We are the crew of a fighting Hello everybody, and welcome again to another episode of Lost Transmissions, a Battlefleet Gothic podcast set in the Horus Heresy. I'm Steven, and I'm here with Austin, as always. Yep, unsupervised again. Yep, Jesse's not here. The uh, We're just going wild. Hey folks, it's Jesse. I couldn't make it to this episode of Lost Transmissions, but I definitely wanted to give a shout out to all our patrons in the month of May, starting with our top tier patron, Alex Self, our Praetor tier, Chris Mack, Jacob Dillon, Garner.Tree of Woe, Joe from Music City Heresy, Josh Phillips, Matthew Boyce, Mr. Baldwick, and Nicholas Quenga. On to our Centurion tier, we have Andrew N., Angry Boy, Black Label Painting, John Christensen, M. Hernandez, Mark Henry, Scott LeMay, and finally our Sergeant Tier, Aaron Maynard, Duncan, Emily O'Hare, Garrett Lowe, and Travis Smith. Thank you all for being patrons. We greatly appreciate it. And today, speaking of going wild, yeah, we are going to talk about the Emperor's Children, the Third Legion. Uh, and we're also going to talk about some of the ships that they can make good use of, uh, in particular, light cruisers. Everybody's favorite, if you're Imperial, uh, because, well, Chaos players never really got light cruisers for a really, really long time. Really, they, they never did. I mean, there were rules for a light cruiser that came out near the end of Battlefleet Gothic's life, but it never got a model. Yeah. Uh, it's in the computer the game, though, if you play that. Yep, and it is easy to make. So, <clears throat> that being said, Emperor's Children... Well-coordinated and fast, the Emperor's children were ever adept at outmaneuvering the enemy and demoralizing them with panic-inducing precision. Given over to darker powers now, they have lost none of their ability to shock and disorient. Their Gloriana is the pride of the Emperor, and they may also feel the battle barge Wage of Sin. Emperor's children legion trait is called Disorienting Precision. Whether loyalists or traitors, the Emperor's children quickly overwhelm their enemy from every quarter. Some with flawless maneuvering, others with bro- others will broadcast practices that offend every sense that beholds them. Capital ships with an Astartes crew may take the Mark of Slanesh for 15 points each, which inflicts a negative 2 penalty to leadership values of enemy ships within 15 centimeters. This effect is cumulative. It is also real good. Um, yes. So we're borrowing straight out of the Pleasure Fleet from the Powers of Chaos uh, publication when mm-hmm. we wrote Emperor's Children here. Um, and effectively, it's a 30-point upgrade to be an Emperor's Children, a Stardust capital ship. You pay 15 points for Space Marines on your bridge and on your decks, and then you pay another 15 points for the Marcus Slanesh. Yeah. So it it seems a little pricey. Like You could have a Cobra for that. Um but the minus two penalty that's cumulative can be real rude. Mm-hmm. Um, like your normal leadership, you know, eight or nine space marine ship reliably doing whatever it's told suddenly is down to you know leadership six or leadership four, and just it, it goes horrifically and everything falls to pieces. 
Yep. Uh, remember, like, it only takes that one ship failing its command check to screw it up for everybody. Yeah, and then suddenly nobody's doing command checks, and uh, life is hard. Life is hard without orders. Mm-hmm. Um, now, we say Mark of Slanesh just for really more of the the old-school Battlefleet Gothic guys that you know, will instantly read Mark of Slanesh and know what that does, right? Because it's been in the game for forever. Um but like Stephen said, this is also a trick that the loyal Emperor's children during the Great Crusade used. Uh, generally speaking, Emperor's children are pompous assholes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would have victory celebrations before the battle. <laughs> Known yeah. fact. Big feasts. Yeah, just go crazy. Uh, and then proceed to do everything perfectly when the actual fighting starts. And that's really unsettling. Um, And I really don't have all of the words to explain to you, dear listener, just how unsettling it is to be doing something that you think you're pretty good at and then have a bunch of trained professionals show up. Um, (laughs) I, I, I have some examples popping around in my head that I can't really get into. Um, but if you think about like, think about like when, when Delta Force or not Delta Force, it was the SEALs raided friggin' Osama Bin Laden's compound, right? Osama Bin Laden's like personal guards were probably the best Al-Qaeda like gunslingers they had, right? They were dudes that thought they were hot shit. I think they managed to like hurt one of the Navy SEAL dogs and all of them yeah. died. They, uh, like, yeah. they, that's, had, they, they were made to look like drunk toddlers. Yeah. Like, um, I do actually have one, one good example. Um, uh, back in the day when I was in high school, used to do a lot of paintballing, just, you know, in the woods, in my house. Uh, and you know, my buddies would paintball and it was and, fun uh, we and it was good. good at it, you know, and we had a lot, of places and do a lot things. of fun. And play all the time. And then uh, my uncle and my dad's, or my buddy's dad, uh, joined us. They were both Marine infantry back in the day. And even though they were, you know, in their late 30s, early 40s at that point, and we were, you know, 16, 17, uh, we were utterly annihilated for quite some time. Because they'd actually been like trained and were good at it. The Emperor's Children is like that only more so, right? Yep. Jacked up to eleven. Like, and there comes a point in time when you're getting the crap kicked out of you by somebody that you realize at this point is just like better than you at it. Just in all respects, better than you at it. Where you start losing your mind a little bit. Uh so for the loyalists, that's really what we're the mark of Slanesh is supposed to represent. It's that you can tell you're horrifically, horrifically outclassed, and that deeply unsettles people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, you get to the Horus Heresy when you're fighting other Marines who are ostensibly just as good as you are at the various ways of beating wholesale ass. And uh, then you start doing things like raping victims while skinning them alive. And like, hey, wasn't that 
Captain Bob of the 89th Company? What are the... Oh, God. Oh, God, that's horrible. What are you doing? You know, you you don't push your buttons in the right order, and suddenly your weapons don't lock on like you planned. Yeah. Uh, Um, If if you're familiar with uh, Firefly at all, the Emperor's children are Reavers. (laughs) You're going to have a real bad time if they catch you. Yeah. But Reavers who can actually be disciplined when they're trying to kill you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you also have to consider that, uh, as we talked about in, in our very first episode, these ships are gigantic. They're mile-long, just bigger than anything that we, in this day and age, have ever made, can even conceive of making. You can't even build them on a planet. They're so big. And the Emperor's children are just, like... Tokyo drifting these things around asteroids, through gravity wells. Mm. They will put them where they need them to be when they want them to be there, and there's nothing you can do to stop them, and that too is very unsettling. Yep. So, then that minus two, it's cumulative, so it adds on with all the other horrible things that can happen to your ship. And Mm -hmm. if you get a couple of light cruisers, for instance, uh with multiple of these upgrades running around, suddenly the whole enemy fleet is going to be like leadership five and just not mm-hmm. doing anything. Uh, and when you're able to lock on and brace for impact, and do all of these things and the other guy isn't, that's well worth the, you know, 30 points of ship you've paid for it. Yep. And that goes for other things like, uh, you know, trying to fire at something that isn't the closest target trying to split your fire up, trying to fly through celestial phenomena. Even things like disengaging. Even things like disengaging. It's just, you're panicking. Everything is horrible. The Emperor's children are coming. Yeah. Nobody told you it was going to be this way. It's fun. So, Wages of Sin. We talked about Wages of Sin and how they can get it. What is the Wages of Sin, Stephen? The Wages of Sin is a chaos battle barge that shows up in the powers of chaos publication on page 108 now for those of you who've kind of like futzed around with uh some of the less common battlefleet gothic publications you'll recognize the wage of sin as being a uh, a desecrator battleship so it's a 25 centimeter Four shield, four turret, five up armor battleship. It mounts port and starboard lances on both sides, uh, 45 centimeters, firepower four. It mounts a dorsal weapons battery with a firepower of six and a range of 60 centimeters. And it has uh, port and starboard launch bays, which can launch up to three waves of your standard attack craft. And then for extra fun, it has Prow Torpedoes at Strength 9. Um, So at first glance, this is a close assault carrier ship. Which makes sense, uh, because it also comes with the Mark of Slanesh. Which means that as soon as it's within 15 centimeters, it is uh, subtracting your leadership by 2. If the Wage of Sin is within 15 centimeters of a ship, that ship is dead. Uh, because the bombers, the Dreadclaws, they don't even have to really risk getting to the target. They can go straight from the bay onto your head. Mm -hmm. Don't even need to put the models out. Yep, and you really 
chances are you're going to have a hard time bracing. Uh, because, again, at 15 centimeters, you've got that negative 2 debuff from Marcus Slanesh. Now, the Wage of Sin isn't particularly durable as far as battle barges go. Uh, it has a 5-up armor instead of a 6-up, which kind of makes it a heavy sticks. It's an upgun sticks, basically. It launches the same number of attack craft, and it has way more weapons. Uh, being a battle barge, however... Uh, it does have the Astartes crew, and we have gone ahead and modified it in such a way that you can replace the fighters, bombers, and dreadclaws with Thunderhawks and Thunderhawk Annihilators. And you get all this for 430 points, which is slightly Not more cheap. expensive. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's about 120, 120 points maybe more expensive than a standard battle barge go so the wage of sin actually for all that doesn't clock in it's expensive it's 430 points but it doesn't clock in at all that more expensive than a standard battle barge which is 395 uh, so you're paying roughly 45 points extra for the marcus lanesh longer range guns and better carrier capacity but really you only faster. 30 points since you want to take the marcus lanesh on your uh, that's true. Children yeah. battle barge anyway. You're probably going to want to put it on a standard battle barge. You're right. Yeah. Um, but you are faster and more lightly armored for that trade-off. But not bad. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, or rather, the other special ship that the Emperor's children get is the Pride of the Emperor. This is their Gloriana class. Uh, it is based on the battle barge again. Port and weapons battery, 45 centimeters with firepower 12. Prowl launch bays, three squadrons of Thunderhawks and Thunderhawk Annihilators. Uh, six Prow torpedoes, a dorsal bombardment cannon uh, of eight with 30 centimeter range, and a 30 centimeter Prowl lance battery with a firepower of three. Again, another close assault ship. Uh, not a whole lot of the stuff that it carries has a range greater than 30 centimeters. And in fact, to even <coughs> jump straight onto a target with Thunderhawks, it has to be within 20 centimeters. Mm. Now, the Pride of the Emperor, like the Wage of Sin, comes equipped with the Marcus Lanesh. So once it's in close, it's going to start doing a lot more damage by being that force multiplier. Uh, but the Pride of the Emperor has a little special thing as well. Once it has successfully gone under special orders... Any ships that are, within, that are within 15 centimeters of the Pride, so you can run them as this close formation, may choose to automatically pass a test to go under the same order, provided they are not under an order already, or braced. Which means that you could have the entire formation led by the Pride of the Emperor just all ahead fulling straight into the enemy. Or you could have people... And then locked uh, on the when they get shadow. there. <laughs> yep. Yeah, then lock on when they get there. Uh, everybody can brace all at once. Everybody can lock on all at once. Everybody can reload their ordnance all at once. Uh, in keeping with the Emperor's children being a very precise uh, legion. Perfection is everything for them. And then if you are playing, if you want to go nuts and you want to play the, uh, the narrative Glorianas, then you just ratchet everything up. Uh, 23 hull points, 6 shields, 6 turrets, 24 weapons batteries, 8 squadrons of Thunderhawks, 
Still nine torpedoes, 18 bombardment cannons, six lance batteries, and still the Marcus Slanesh and the uh, everybody passes the same order rule. Yeah, it's a great and terrible time. Yep. Which begs the question, what kind of ships do you want to take with the Emperor's children? Uh, and because you want to get in close, your immediate in, your immediate reaction is to think of the, the chaos line. Mm-hmm. That 25 centimeter movement will get you in where you need to be. They have longer range guns. You can stay out of the range of the enemy while kind of plinking away at them until you're in close. And now suddenly you can unleash your full batteries. Uh, but for Austin and I's money, we happen to think that a light cruiser is going to be the workhorse of an Emperor's Children fleet. Yeah, so I like the light cruisers for this mainly because they're a little cheaper, right? They're, you know, 120, 140 points. And for that, you're getting that, you know, pay that 15-point upgrade, and suddenly the other guy is having a bad time with his leadership. And they also uh, go out of their way to be super maneuverable with those 90-degree turns. Mm -hmm. So the idea is you get, you know, a squadron of Dauntless that we'll talk about in a minute or some other light cruisers. You'll get in real close because they have that 5v6 when under all ahead full. So you haul ass to cross to cross the killing ground, because your weapons are kind of short-ranged, for the most part, on uh, light cruisers. Then, when you're within 15, you get in behind them with your 90-degree turns, and you stay there. Yeah, you're not going to shake a light cruiser that's, yeah. uh, that's to your rear. Not without, a, not without being a carrier to force it away, or without a uh, or well-placed without a, squadron of escorts. Or an order to come to a new heading, and guess what? you're minus two to all your leadership because of the Dauntless that's behind you blowing you to pieces. Yep. Uh, So you start, you know, throwing three or four of those at the enemy fleet, and yeah, you'll be a little undergunned. But if you're fancy and finesse it a little bit, which, let's face it, is what the Emperor's children are all about, Mm -hmm. you know, if you can prove your tactical superiority by getting behind the other guy, you can blow them to hell at your leisure. And what's it's the point true. of being an emperor's child if you can't do that? Yeah. Is that the singular emperor's child? Um, they're all dirty heretics. It's all the same. One single emperor's children? No, uh, I think you're an emperor. I think you're a child of the. I think they specifically refer to themselves as child of the emperor whenever they're using uh, singular. Pretentious fops. <clears throat> yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But what about that dauntless light cruiser? Yeah, so the Dauntless is... I, I have one. It's called Gajala. Steven yep, hates her so, so much. And she, she makes me so happy. She's a bitch and I hate her. So they're only 110 points, so they're dirt cheap as far as capital ships go. Uh, 25 centimeter speed. Only one shield, one turret, and five up armor. So that's the downside. And of course, the, the six hull points for being a light cruiser. So they're faster than at least their Imperial counterparts. Um, so faster than roughly half of the cruisers that we have around here. Um, with that 90 degree turn, the same as escorts, which is phenomenal for getting where you want to be. 
Uh, all of their weapons are 30 centimeter range, port and starboard weapons batteries of firepower 4, which I, I know you're thinking it's not great. You do the math on it, and it's like one or two dice, even when you're you know getting pretty close to the enemy. But they have a prow lance battery. And that's uh, the bitch. Firepower 3, left, front, right, and it ruins people. And the great thing about this is, so you take them in pairs, right? So you have a pair of Dauntless Light Cruisers, 220 points, or uh, what is that, 250? Am I doing the math right? Yeah, 250 for Emperor's Children. You give them both the mark. And you run up to a ship, and if it does look like you're going to take a pounding, you brace for impact and you don't even care. Because what will happen is your lances are how you're killing things, right? At this point, four firepower on your weapons battery, two firepower for weapons battery. It's going to be one die anyway. It's just for popping a shield. Nobody cares. But the lances, because you divide by half but round up, mean you're still getting two lances out of it. You're only losing one for that brace. So you do that, and that kind of takes you through the kind of combat envelope of whatever it is you're trying to get behind. Do that 90-degree turn. And suddenly you're sitting on somebody's ass, uh, blasting away with four or six lance shots a turn from your squadron of Daunt Lie. Mm-hmm. And uh, he can't get away if you're Emperor's children because he doesn't have the leadership to. And like Steven said, got to be able to turn. Attack craft are a great way to deal with light cruisers until you can't reload ordnance because your leadership is so shitty. Yep. Um, they they just make me very happy. They make me yeah, very very. Happy. You will see. You will gain no greater pleasure than slipping a squadron of two or three light cruisers behind your opponent's battleship and just chip away at it for yeah. six or seven turns until it just falls apart because it can't disengage. <laughs> right. Uh, now I will say the Dauntless can replace its prow torpedo prow lances with strength six torpedoes for free. Um. Mm-hmm. And that's good too. I've got so I've got two of each, and they tend to each kind of do different things. Um, one, if you have a squadron of two Dauntless with torpedoes, suddenly that's a volley of twelve torpedoes coming at something, which is terrifying and horrific. Um, but because it suffers a little more as far as when they have to brace, I tend to use those to kind of run off and uh, pick on things that are on their own. So while my Lance Light Cruisers are kind of in the main fight, kind of weaving their way in and out of the bigger ships to get to that prime killing zone, my Torpedo Light Cruisers are prowling around kind of the edge and looking for, like, that sticks that's sitting in the back launching attack craft. Uh. I'll just jump on it with uh, 12 torpedoes and laugh at it as it tries to figure out that problem. Yep. It's God, I hate them so much. The Dauntless is well. You finally managed to get some now, right? Yeah, I have Dauntless of my yeah, own. Yeah, you've now. got a couple now. Yeah, uh, they're actually getting painted up for Iron Warriors right now. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Dauntless, you would think, ah, six hull points, one shield. That's easy. Five up armor, easy no big destroy. deal. Yeah, nope. They are surprisingly durable. <laughs> You can punt them like purse rats 
Um, yeah, just once they're once they're braced, they are just as durable as any mainline cruiser. And but every once in a while, you know, you fail that brace, uh, or you just get, you know, you fuck up, and suddenly it's not that one enemy capital ship that's gunning for you; it's two or three in an escort squadron, Stephen, because you hate them. Ugh. Um, it is, you know, they are a little fragile. And they'll come God. to pieces on you. But, God, they're fun. They are a ton of fun. Yeah. Uh, the good news is, you know, with a speed like that, maneuverability like that, um, like I've said a couple times by now, you can stay out of range of your opponent uh-huh. pretty easily until it's time to fight. And if you're running along the sides of the board, and this kind of goes for all light cruisers, um, if you're running along the sides of the board, Staying outside of 45 centimeters, outside of 30, outside of 60, if you can manage it. And then once you hit the corners, you start folding back in to hit uh, to get them from behind. As long as your opponent has something to keep their focus, a, another heavier ship, maybe a, a Styx or a Hades Oberon. Um, in the front, then they're going to have to ignore one of those two threats at first. Yep. Like they don't have the they don't have the firing arcs and they don't have the firepower to fight both. Yeah, and you also want to remember those of you that haven't played a whole lot of Battlefleet Gothic and are coming from like 30k. It's okay if your ship ostensibly does nothing for a couple of turns. Right? Most scenarios are just go until someone quits. It's okay if it's if your ship's aren't shooting every turn, you know? If it takes your Dauntless three or four turns to get into perfect position and then slice in and kill them, kill the enemy, that's better than them just sort of wading into the enemy gun line and getting beaten to crap trying to do whatever it is you want them to do. It's fine. There'll be ten turns. You'll still get plenty of shooting. Yeah, and talk to any Eldar player, and they'll tell you that the game is won in the movement phase. That's true. That's true. And then, again, at the end phase, when they can move again because they're dirty cheaters. Dirty cheating Eldar. But you don't have to deal with them because you're playing in the Horus Heresy. That's right. Unless you're Emperor's Children, which had some pesky run-ins with Eldar a couple of times in a couple of places. But what are you going to do? At least once. Uh, So the other light cruiser that we like for these guys, uh, although, as we've said, all light cruisers are pretty fun with Emperor's Children, is the Heretic class light cruiser, uh, also 120 Ooh, uh, points. Uh, this is actually the predecessor of the Dauntless uh, and just has a ton of firepower for its size. You know, Still six hull points, uh, one shield, five up armor. It's got two turrets, which is handy because it means you can, you know, if you've got a pair of them, keep them touching each other they don't have to worry about uh, attack craft squadrons as much as most light cruisers do. And it has a 30 centimeter speed to go with that 90 degree turn. Yeah. Which is it's a, it's a little awesome. baby slaughter. Yeah. A little baby, you know, baby's first slaughter. Now it's weaponry. It's got port and starboard weapons. All of these are 30 centimeters, just like the Dauntless. Uh, but it's left and right or strength six. And then it's got a left front, right prow weapons battery. That is also firepower six. And that can get real rude. 
Uh huh. You're putting twelve <laughs> weapons batteries to a side, which is almost battleship levels of of yeah. weapons battery. So you and these these are very much get in on one side of the fight or the other because you can put so much extra firepower to just one side. Because um, if you've got two of them, you know that's twenty four weapons battery. That is that is more than the table. Yeah. Uh, the, the table only goes up to 20. Uh, and when that does happen in these miraculous moments where you have more than 20, uh, it becomes a strength 20 and then an additional like strength 4 shot when you're trying to do the math, for those of you that were wondering. Uh, but these little guys, I've, I've never actually... I've got one. And of course, was about to paint it and then... The pandemic happened, so naturally I haven't had a chance to play with it. Uh, but I am real excited for it because it just seems like a ton of fun to fling around at people, and it it outguns. I'm pretty sure everything in its class. Um, yeah, most light cruisers pack uh, four weapons batteries. The only yeah. thing that can kind of get close in terms of wow, that's a lot of bullets is the strike cruiser. And that's only because it has a bombardment cannon. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it is ten points more expensive than the Dauntless. The Dauntless, I mean, obviously, some of these, like if you take a torpedo Dauntless or some other ones that have torpedoes, that's a different game suddenly that you're playing with a light cruiser. Um, but if you're taking just a regular Lance Dauntless, that's you know, oh, I'm going to put out four weapons battery and three lances, so that's what four, maybe five dice that it's throwing at a heretic. Meanwhile, the heretic is responding with eight, probably. Mm -hmm. Like seven or eight. Seven Um, or eight. So it'll it'll make a mockery of uh, of escorts once it gets up to them. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's a big, huge blob of like six. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they're a lot of fun to just come up and smack into the enemy um, you don't want to run them up against anybody's cruisers. Like if they can put out a lot of firepower, but again, five up armor, just the one shield, just the six hull points. Mm-hmm. Um, but for anything in its class, or for picking on other escorts, or as a pair, you know, picking off guys on the edge of a fight, you can't do much better. They're a lot of fun. Yeah, and we talk about squadroning, and I don't know that we've ever uh, actually explained what that is. Uh, but on Battlefleet Gothic, you can take two ships of the same type. So cruisers, battleships, and escorts always come in squadrons. But uh-huh. And you put them together in a little... Uh, they, 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 they make a, a best friends forever club. And they fly around and they stay within a certain distance from each other. They can, uh, they can cover each other with turret fire and such. But more importantly, uh, they go... They act under one order. And they use the highest leadership value for that. Now, earlier we said that a good tactic for Dauntlesses, don't lie, is to have them in a squadron. But you don't necessarily have to squadron up ships of the same class. They just have to be the same type. So, if you're taking your Dauntless and you're slipping it in behind something bigger than it and relying on Marcus Slanesh to keep it kind of like in the slot, and you think to yourself, well, even at 
uh, even at optimum range, 15 centimeters, and behind a target, so moving away, my four weapons batteries are only getting three shots. I might be able to take off one shield before I have to start using my lances. So consider this. Squadron up a heretic with a Dauntless. Because now you have an additional 12 weapons batteries to put into a target's shields before you start carving it apart with lances. Yeah, that's a nasty trick. And uh, I, it had crossed my mind. I just have the one heretic. It can, you know, learn from Kajala all the ways of light cruiser shenanigans. So you take the four weapons batteries from your Dauntless, you merge it with 12 weapons batteries from a heretic. Now you have 16 weapons batteries. You are moving away from a capital ship, or rather the capital ship is moving away from you because you're behind it. So you go down to eight. But oh, I'm a light cruiser, and I've done my job well, and I've slipped in, I'm in the slot, I'm within 15 centimeters, I get a good shift. Mm -hmm. That's 11 weapons batteries. Shields are going down. Now. <laughs> yeah, shields are going down. Uh, and then you still got three lances to just pull off another two hole points a turn. Yep. Light cruisers are mean as shit. And they can't come to a new heading to get around you or reload their ordnance to go after you because yep. you have Mark of Slanesh and their leadership is now crap. And it's just a bad time. Just a bad Playing time. fair is for suckers. That's true. Um, yeah, no. The And the only way to really deal with uh, the leadership problems that Emperor's children throw out is just not to be there. Which is hard, right? Like... If you're running, like, you can't run away, none of your guns will be able to shoot at them. So you've got to try and, like, get wide angles and try and hold the engagement range to, like, 45 or 30 centimeters. Which sucks, because when you have a nice, shooty ship, uh, your plan is always get within 15 of the enemy, blow them to hell. But if you get within 15 of the enemy, you might not be able to blow them to hell. Um, now, if you if you time it right, you could be able to go on orders, so lock on when you're outside of 15 centimeters because that's the order phase, and then you move within 15 and then blow them away. Um, you just got to make sure that works because if they're still alive after that, they're within 15, and the Emperor's Children's player is going to want to stay there. And suddenly you just can't get out, and your orders are bad, and it all kind of falls apart. Mm -hmm. uh, and if your if your opponent, your emperor's children opponent, really wants to play hardball, uh, bear in mind that in like a thousand points, eleven hundred, twelve hundred points, he can pack probably about eight light cruisers into a list. What about eight. And it's just actually yeah, a thousand points. So it's like seven or eight. Yeah, no, it's a lot. Yeah, and it's just good luck. Um, but as always, you know, uh, police yourself. Don't be a dick. Of course, uh, the Unless... downside of bringing seven or eight light cruisers to a fight is that you now have nothing but light cruisers. And if the other guy has taken a battleship in his thousand points you're just, you're going to have a hard time doing the work. Um, meanwhile, he's going to be crippling a ship a turn. 
So, you know, it's always a little bit of a rock, paper, scissors when you go all in on one thing. Uh, doubly so in Battlefield Gothic, because I feel like there are a lot more counters to, like, mono-build lists uh, than there are advantages. Yeah. yeah. Now, there is one thing uh, that actually does, can and will, put the kibosh to massed light cruisers. You know, if, if your opponent has two or three of them in there, or four, you know, it seems like the, the max number of light cruisers that you would encounter against someone who's not going all in on light cruisers. And that's Ordnance. Because Ordnance yes. doesn't care about the Mark of Slanesh. Ordnance, in a lot of cases, is going 30 centimeters, so it can keep pace with those light, uh, those light cruisers. Uh-huh. And if you smash... If you throw a torpedo wave directly in front of a light cruiser, and they have no choice but to drive through it, they're going to have a bad time. Yeah, because they've only the, got one turret. The vast majority of them only have one turret. Yeah, bracing uh, really beats the hell out of most of them. The Dauntless is kind of an exception in that. If you brace mo- like if you brace the uh, the heretic, oh great, I've got firepower three on each side it can make one of those six hooray you know that's not yeah, intimidating yeah, yeah, yeah. anybody yeah um uh in particular uh assault boats can if uh, you you know mass if you just completely ignore fighters and you sacrifice one assault boat to the turret but the rest get through and say you've got a four assault boat wave that's four critical hits the three you're critical hits. Down weapons one you're breaking is... engines you're setting fires and that's not getting fixed because they only have six hull points and you need a six to fix one critical hit Mm -hmm. Uh, so they get neutered pretty fast uh, when that sort of thing pops up but on the other hand there is one light cruiser that is the cruiser for you to protect you from the trepidations and the ravages of attack craft and that's the armager light cruiser um, very similar, very similar to the Dauntless, but instead of weapons batteries, it has sacrificed all of its port and starboard firepower for launch bays. It still has the prow lance battery, but it cannot switch it out for torpedoes. And its prow lance battery is only forward facing. Yes, uh, but it can each of its launch bays can drop out uh, one fighter or one bomber. So, if you pack a couple of these into your fleet, you have decent anti-ordnance insurance in the form of two fighters a turn. Mm -hmm. I've experimented, so what I'll do a lot of times um, in bigger games when I can afford to is I'll take both my Torpedo Dauntless and stick the Arminger in there as well. Uh, And that's been a really formidable real fire platform that can do its own things, right? So first turn, normally launch a couple of fighters for combat air patrol for the squadron, for the squadron of Dauntlesses, and then go about my business, can send in the waves of 12 torpedoes at people, and, you know, sometimes I'll send in 12 torpedoes, and then you can risk two bombers, because if I'm being attacked, remember your turrets can only shoot at either fighters or, or uh, attack craft or torpedoes and you're going to want to shoot at those 12 torpedoes because that's a lot of torpedoes and you'll let the bombers in clean they don't really need the fighter escort Mm -hmm. Uh, and then from a firepower standpoint 
the Dauntless are throwing, you know, eight weapons battery, you know, four from each of them, left and right. Not great, not terrible, but then if you angle your Armager a little bit, you can also throw three lances at that. And suddenly the weapons batteries that were just knocking a shield or two off have the backing to actually do some damage once those shields are down. Uh, it is like a 350-some point formation, uh, so it's not like cheap by any means. But on the other hand, that's uh, less than a lot of battleships, so you'll get the job done. That's true. Yeah. Um, hmm, yeah. I know, I, even though we, we said, we sang the praises of light cruisers a lot today, the Emperor's children don't necessarily have to use them. Um, especially in the very physical sense, they're kind of hard to get a hold of. That's true. Uh, they are. The Dauntless is basically the only light cruiser that you can find easily, and I say easily with quotations around it. Yeah. Um, uh, if you're wanting to build an armager, for example, you you just gotta. If you're not 3D printing it, um, you've got to convert it because they just never made the model. Uh, however, it is a little easy with the Dauntless itself because the Dauntless model comes with the weapons bays as a separate thing, right? Uh, yeah, so you can throw some chaos uh, plastic launch bays, or if you want to like shave out a layer of the Imperial launch bays, that fits in perfectly to the Dauntless uh, slot to make an Armager. That's what I did. She's pretty. I've got to, run her uh, to make a heretic, you can saw a chaos cruiser in half, practically saw off that front uh, bay to put in weapons parts and then saw the prow off and then you take the lower half of the ship uh, the back half of the ship and you just glue the prow onto it and put weapons batteries on it and bam, you got a heretic uh-huh. uh, The there are two classes we didn't we didn't talk about uh, three we'll, really, the Endeavor we'll get to them. We'll get the to Endurance them and the Defiance good luck finding those yeah, those are no clue. No clue where to find them, how to find them, how much you can expect to pay. Lots. Yeah. You can expect to pay lots. But, uh-huh. at the end of the day, it's a gentleman's game. If you've got some Dauntless, and, you know, you stick some lances on there and say, hey, this is my Endurance Light Cruiser, I'm not going to argue with you. Nobody you're playing against should argue with you. Be cool. It's a gentleman's game. Yeah. Be cool. Um... But that being said, you can make use of some of the heavier classes of ships as well. Uh, we talked about the Retaliator kind of being in a weird place when we talked about Grand Cruisers, but it's another one that has improved thrusters and could probably be a decent uh, fire soak for an Imperial, uh, an Imperial's Children fleet. Uh, the, the Emperor battleship, if it manages to get within 15 centimeters of the enemy, then that is one slow ship, so good luck. Um, it's going to do some damage. The Hades is always a great, um, always a great addition to any fleet, and I will sing the praises of the Hades until I'm blue in the face. Uh, the Dictator Cruiser, a nice little like durable cr- uh, carrier that can just kind of drift into the slot, and then once it's there and it's applying that debuff, it's got weapons, batteries, it's got bombers and attack craft, it's got torpedoes. You can just shotgun torpedoes straight into people's faces. It's great. 
Yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff. And like you said, it doesn't have to be light cruisers, it doesn't have to be anything. Any it does ship, have to be something. Well, it does theoretically have to be something. You must pay points to have a fleet. Um, but yeah, while Emperor's Children do love a good light cruiser, if you want to have you know a battleship heavy line, that'll get the job done too. Because if you get within 15 centimeters of a battleship, like you, you kind of need to to kill it, and yet if you do, you're within 15 centimeters of a battleship. You know, bad time. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, I guess like like last... 30k, there are units that play to your strengths, but there's units that are just cool. Yeah, always uh, take the units that are cool. It's true. And bear in mind, you don't have to go hog wild on a Stardate ships and the Marcus Slanesh. You can still play a good old game of Battlefleet Gothic where you just hammer the opponent. I'm not sure why you're playing Emperor's Children if you want to do that, but it's a possibility. You can do it. It's your life. <laughs> Indeed. But I think that's all we have for the Emperor's Children today. Uh, yep. that's, all I, that's all I have. No, I got nothing else. Alrighty, then uh, join us next episode. We'll talk about the Iron Warriors, the Fourth Legion. Yay! We need to talk about Nova Cannons. Oh boy. <laughs> and until then, as always, good hunting. Good hunting. Long guns rage and rattle her light grows dim with every blow. Space lies silent beneath the battle. If we died here, then who would know? We are the crew of the fighting lady, the queen of space is a ship of steel. Our captain's word is a call to battle, the klaxons ring when the threat is real. See the lines of death and power spread across the endless night. First he likes them. Thanks for listening to another podcast from the Remembrancers Retreat. If you enjoyed this episode, consider leaving a rating on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. You can also find our swag store at teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash RR30K podcast. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at RR30K podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at remembrancers underscore retreat. You can also visit our website RR30K.com for podcast updates and the Battlefleet Heresy Compendium. You can also leave us a voicemail for us to play on a future podcast at 1929-437-3791. That's 1929-HERESY1. And you can also leave us an email at theremembrancersretreat at gmail.com. Thanks again. Would you like a shout-out on our podcast? Maybe discounts on our Teespring store? Maybe you'd like to vote for upcoming Heresy grad school topics? Hang out in a private Discord server? Or maybe even just getting a fun podcast sticker? If you're interested in any of that, consider becoming a patron. Patreon funds help for server costs and allows us to make cool content for you to enjoy. Patronage also helps us pay for projects such as our Nova Open Charitable Foundation Army, The Honored, and Ultramarine Zone Mortalis Force will be up for charity raffle coming this year. If you're interested in getting in on the action, consider becoming a patron today at patreon.com forward slash rr30k podcast. Thank you.